a Stranger Talk original series. Previously on Stranger Talk Frozen Sick. This this gang, this group comes. Edmore, that girl, and Cleveland. They come after a week after the sky dies. Then they then this family gets the sickness. Then now they have to look for a vial to cure the sickness. Do you think they would succeed? Succeed? Let's go. Stranger talk. Frozen sick. Hello guys. Welcome to Stranger Talk Frozen Sick Part 2. The adventure begins in Pellbank Village with the characters drawn immediately into the drama of death in an insolent settlement. Once once the group are ready to begin, snow falls gently. Snow gently falls from the sky, and wind bites your cheeks as you stand in the graveyard of Pellbanks, Pellbank Village, a fishing outpost of Uthodern that is home to several hundred dwarves and elves. The sun is low in the sky, sinking behind the, fre- the fresh gave grave of Jurgen Welt of Jurgen Wheat an old dwarf who caught a curse or disease that turned him into a turned him into a statue ice statue the folk of the village have gathered to pay their final final respects to Tyrgen's frozen remains as as Cleveland's uh yeah the pl- okay yeah a gruff voice speaks softly behind us thank you for attending Jurgen's service you turn and meet the gaze of your old a well a weldered elf retired ranger and the leader of the village I'm sorry to speak of dark tiding under such circumstances, but I believe that Pellbank Village might be in danger, and I'm hoping you can help us. Cleveland looks at the guy, and then he tells him, we can do the best that we can to help. So, whether we were whether we are known in the village as neophyte adventures or simply look the part Errol a natural good male wood elf veteran hopes that they're they're the sort of people not we're the sort of people not afraid to step up to help folks in need but we're not afraid of it two months ago Jurgen Welp returned home after exploring Easel Cross for a year he had been back for only for only four 
a few days when he came when he came down when he came down with the strange with the strange affliction which made the doors move slowly and caused blue veins to appear all over his body the village persists on mordine and in corlon use every spell they could muster to attempt to heal Jurgen but nothing they tried could help could help stop the bizarre melody Jurgen battled the affliction for weeks until his in, until his every ever slowly turned into ice until yesterday I Ilro and the rest of the community believed that Jurgen's sad fate was an insolent insulated accident most likely caused by something the, the dwarves get came into contact with while exploring Isocross then Ero noticed Tolji Luton a dwarf trapper showing signs of the same illness Alarmed Elro tried to talk to Tolgi about it but she pushed him away asking that he let her die in peace That's all for today See you guys I'm just kidding that's not the end of this episode of this um part if we are willing, Errol Elro wants them wants us to find out what caused Jurgen and Togi's affliction. He's worried that it could spread. But Togi refuses to talk to him. And glass blades in the village are better known for their combat skills than their ability to glean the truth in a complication in a complicated situation. Moreover, Togi is extremely distru- distrustful of the authorities. Elro thinks a group of adventurers might have bit better better luck convincing Togi to talk. If 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 we agree to help find the cause of Jurgen and Togi's affliction. Elro offers to pay them, pay us 100 GP. He suggests that we start by searching Jurgen's home or talking to Togi at her cabin. Jurgen Wheat lived in a one-story, one-room log cabin at the edge of the town. A good, a good-natured. A good-natured glassblade rookie named Mila Tino, a lawful good female wood elf scout, stands guard outside the door, front door. If we explain why they've come, she allows us to enter the house and look around. Then we enter the cabin.
this cabin, this cramped, dark cabin might have been a cozy place when its owner was alive. Now an unmade bed stands near a cold fireplace. Its mantle hung with the head of some snarling white beast with gray horns on the other side of the room. A small table strewn with dirty dishes and set with a dwarf-sized chair stands before two empty shelves whose contents are scattered across the floor. Kitchen utensils, utensils, dried, dried footsteps, adventure gear, adventuring gear, and a few books. Any of us who examines the mess in the cabin realizes that someone recently trashed the place while while searching. A successful DC-12 intelligence check reveals the intruder's footprints. I'm glad Cleveland's there. Cleveland's good at investigation. Togi Togi Luton was the culprit, desperate for any clues that might help her cure the frigid. Whoa, that that is killing her. Her tracks led back, led outside and back to the cab back to her cabin. Jurgen's adventuring equipment consists of a silver mill. A suit, splint, splint armor, size for a dwarf, full fur dwarf, bulky fur lined clothing, sized for a dwarf, a grappling hook and hood lantern. Lady Linda searches through the books. On the shelf and succeeds on a DC 10 intelligence check finds a folded receipt using used as a bookmark. The receipt is dated two months previously previous and indicates that Jurgen sold several Aryan items found in Easelcross to local antique shop Pelks curiosities for 1000 GP. The items are listed as a dagger, a scroll case, a jade statuette, a quiver of 20 arrows, a silver ring set with the jasper and two blue glass vials. Cleveland, um, characters who are residents of Pellbank Village or have been there for a while know of Pelk's curiosities and also know that the shop was rolled and vandalized two months ago. After searching the cabin, we can continue their invest we can continue our investigation by going to Togi's cabin or by stopping at Pelk's curiosities, assuming they found the receipt. That's all I have for today. 
This may be the longest part ever. See ya.